When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Over, 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 all things ATL. ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone. Touchdown. This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan. And Bo, ooh-wee, it is time to get into our week two matchup. Falcons going to SoFi Stadium to visit the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. Both teams did not start the season off how they wanted to. Rams losing 31-10 to the Buffalo Bills in the opening night of the NFL. Got their banner shown, their Super Bowl banner shown, but the night got spoiled by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So they're looking to bounce back, and we obviously know what happened to the Atlanta Falcons. 16 points, fourth quarter lead, blown by the Falcons, and they lose 26-27 to to the New Orleans Aints, and I still hate them, so I'm still calling them the Aints. But both teams looking to bounce back in week two, and this is a very interesting matchup. I got some numbers for you. I got some matchups to look out for. I know you have some too, but before we get into that, Bo Morgan, what are your initial thoughts of this week two matchup? Um, Worry. That's my initial thought is to worry. Um, you know, you know, Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald worry me. Um, Jalen Ramsey, I'm not as worried about uh, right now. And you know, Bobby Wagner's a guy who kind of worries me now. Different scheme that he's now playing in, and, and he's in his 11th year, but he is a guy who he's done pretty well against the Falcons in five games. In five games, this guy's, you know, he's got 44 tackles. Um, four tackles for loss, a couple of, uh, you know, about two or three quarterback hits. So he's, he's, he's kind of played well when he was in Seattle, when, when, when the Falcons would come to town or he would come to Atlanta. So that's a yeah. guy that kind of concerns me, but, um, right. you know, mainly I'm worried that you're playing a team that's, that, that's, that has, that's out to prove something. And yes. when good teams are out to prove stuff, it, it, it creates issues especially right. a defending Super Bowl champion. And this isn't the same team. They're missing a key component in, in a guy like Von Miller. They still have Leonard Floyd, who is, uh, you know, he's got almost 40 sacks for a career, but he's really being reinvigorated in his time 
in LA playing mm-hmm. uh, with with guys like Aaron Donald and company, and you know, Ashawn Robinson um, and these kind of guys. So I'm worried about that aspect, but I'm also, you know, as much as I say, you know, worry is is a thought. The other thought that comes to mind is um is opportunity. And you know, yeah. I'm not trying to steal anything from guys, but our guy Trey Young tweets every day, another day, another opportunity, or, or, or something right. along those lines. Yep. And um, I, I kind of agree. I think that's how the Falcons need to look at this: another day, right. another opportunity, another game, another opportunity to prove all these people to Coach Smith's point that have buried them. That hey, you're wrong. Here we are. So that's the way I'm looking at it. I completely agree. This is going to be a tough matchup. In my opinion, this is going to be a tougher matchup than what the Saints matchup was. This is, in my opinion, a better football team. They aren't the Super Bowl team you mentioned from last year. They're missing some key components, but they're still a really good football team. And this is going to be a huge, huge matchup and a huge opportunity for the Atlanta Falcons to not only bounce back and get their record back to 500 and get, you know, the early season started off right or better, I should say. But this is also an opportunity to show not just show the world that the Atlanta Falcons are not playing around this year. We are a competitive football team. And you can't just come out if you're the the opposition and just give a lackadaisical effort and say, oh, we're playing the Falcons. (laughs) We'll be fine. We're going to roll all over these guys. No, you are going to have to take us seriously. And if the Falcons come out and they don't even necessarily, in my opinion, have to beat the Rams. But if they're competitive, then I think it's going to be like, oh, okay, these guys are for real, and we have to take them seriously no matter what. And I know, you know, no NFL team really sleeps on other NFL teams, no good NFL teams anyway. But still, this is an opportunity to show the world, to show the rest of the NFL that the Atlanta Falcons are getting back to where they were. They're getting back to being postseason contenders. They're getting back to – you know, what the world remembers them when they had Matt Ryan, a competitive football team that's always going to come out and give their best and have an opportunity to win every single Sunday. So a big opportunity here for the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday for a couple of reasons. But let's go ahead and get into some matchups, Bo, because there are some very, very interesting matchups to watch this Sunday. There are going to be a lot of good football players on the field, and I think there are a few from each side that could tell the tale of this week two matchup, Bo. So what are some matchups that you're looking out for when it comes to Falcons Rams? Well, it's really easy for me to say Aaron Donald versus the offensive line on the Falcons, primarily Dalman, Lindstrom and Elijah Wilkinson, depending on where they, where they want to place Aaron Donald in this three, four. Right. But I, I kind of want to look at, I, I, I know that I put them on a matchup last week, mm-hmm. but I've got three matchups here okay. and I'll start with this one. Which is, and then we'll get yours, we'll kind of rotate as I think how we did last week. For but, sure. you know, I think McGarry versus Leonard Floyd. Um, how McGarry once again handles an edge rusher this week. Mm-hmm. And one that's, and the thing about it for me is Cam Jordan is better than anyone on this defense not named Aaron Donald or Jalen oh, Ramsey. Most definitely. Well, and and really up front, anyone not named Aaron Donald, uh, mm-hmm. as far as where, what he does. Right. But that being said, Leonard Floyd is a speed rush guy, mm-hmm. um, in, in some instances, and 
that's what worries me about McGarry getting out of the set. Get, you know, get, I'm not gonna sit here and break it down because because you know Dean Pease said something the other day, and I and I agree with him about you know sometimes guys are out here trying to call out coverages and out techniques, and they don't know anything about it. And look, <laughs> I don't know that much. I know enough, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think Floyd could could give McGarry some issues with that speed mm-hmm. rush that he has. He's he's a guy that was bigger, longer, got 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 a little bit of speed off the edge. And that kind of worries me with McGarry. So that's one of the matchups that I'm really looking at that's kind of drawn my eye. Uh, so far, when I started looking at this yesterday, when I was going through my flip chart, I was I was grabbing some numbers from some guys, uh, what they've done against the Falcons in the past. I've got a couple there. You know, and, and as much as a, it's a new offensive line that Aaron Donald has not faced since he's been, um, you know, this, this offensive line, other than Jake Matthews, if I'm not mistaken, is completely new for him and uh i know it is because the two games he's played against the falcons he's only had two sacks with three quarterback hits Mm -hmm. so it's it's not it's not like he's he dominated the old version of the 16 and 17 falcons so that is a matchup so far i'm looking at is floyd versus mcgarry if that's something we get to see a lot of let's stick to the trenches for my matchup but let's flip it let's talk about the falcons offensive line versus the Los Angeles Rams offensive line. To be more specific, I'm talking about Tremaine Antrim versus Grady Jarrett. Now, I believe Tremaine did not start last week, and he's going to have to start this week because the Rams did suffer some injuries, unfortunately, on their offensive line last week in the opener versus the Bills. We know Grady had a good game, one and a half sacks, making tackles for loss. He was just making plays all over the field on Sunday. And Tremaine being a this being his first time starter, and I believe he's in. This is his rookie season, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a welcome to the NFL moment for Tremaine going up against Grady Jarrett, his first time starting. That's going to be a huge matchup for me because we know Grady can exploit the best of offensive linemen, but going up against a rookie offensive lineman now, Tremaine. I, I looked at I looked at his scouting report a little bit. He has some long arms. He's pretty powerful. So if he can get his hands on you, kind of like the, the scouting report for Caleb McGarry. He's very strong. And once he gets his hands on you, he usually can keep hold of you. And that's the thing with Caleb McGarry. Just are you fast enough to keep up with him and get your hands on him? So that's going to be the same thing for Tremaine. Can he get his hands on Grady Jarrett to keep him from blowing by him and the rest of the offensive line and get into Matthew Stafford? So that is a huge matchup to watch for me and we know Grady is a beast so I think that is a matchup that Atlanta Falcons can and probably will exploit on Sunday and help the Falcons give up more sacks who also the Falcons um, had four sacks in week one the Los Angeles Rams gave up seven sacks against the Buffalo Bills now I I know you're you're probably thinking but Dylan they had Von Miller and blah 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 I don't care if they got Von Miller, Ed Oliver. I don't care who they got. That Rams offensive line still gave up seven sacks, and that is another reason why I think Grady Jarrett could have a field day and the rest of the Falcons defensive line have a field day going up against this Los Angeles Rams offensive line. You already got some injuries. You're plugging guys in who you didn't expect to be plugged in, especially this early in the season, and you already gave up seven sacks last week to the Bills. So, Falcons defensive line versus the Rams offensive line, and more specifically, Tremaine Antrim versus Grady Jarrett. I think that's a matchup to look out for. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sitting here looking at Ankrum right now. He's a um, he's a third year guy oh, out of uh, okay. out of Clemson. Um, he now he's having to start 
we should we should say it because they've yeah. having to they're having to move Coleman Shelton over to center. There and you go. and so that's that's where you know that's why this has happened. Ingram's yeah. never started a game. Oh, this will be his first start. Um, and and it looks like last year I think he was like on the practice squad or something. But mm-hmm. but he was he was he's a Clemson guy though. So you you're you're, you're talking <laughs> about Clemson on Clemson violence, right? Oh, that's is, that's gonna be something. Which is which is interesting. And look, I'm all uh-huh. I'm here for it. Not a, I'm, I'm here, here for it. I have nothing against Clemson, but I'm not a Clemson guy, so I'm all here for the Clemson on Clemson violence. <laughs> Getting over to my second one, um, uh-huh. and honestly. You know, Jalen Ramsey, he, he, we talked to uh, Michael Duarte from mm-hmm. NBC LA yesterday and yep. on, on Deuce and Bell. And he talked about how Jalen Ramsey was a guy they almost put on the pup list, didn't get a lot of action. That's, yep. That is seemingly the excuse, out, or not the excuse, but the reason out of LA, could call it an excuse, uh, right. for his poor performance against Buffalo uh, on uh, last Thursday night. So that, that's, mm-hmm. that, that could be a thing. So to me, you know, what are they going to do with Jalen Ramsey? We know Troy Hill's over there. Troy Hill's not a bad player. No. At all. He's he's very serviceable, very, you know, very good NFL player, not great. Right. But good to be, you know, not, not, not a terrible guy. Um, So, who is going to draw Drake London? And mm-hmm. what about when Pitts is on the outside? Are they going to shadow Ramsey with London the whole game? Are they going to want to try to use Pitts, um, excuse me, Ramsey on Pitts in, in situations where he's in the slot or on the outside? So that's going to be an interesting – so kind of seeing what and how they use Jalen Ramsey against right. these bigger-bodied Falcons receivers. Because Ramsey, you know, people don't you – know, he's not Drake London, but he mm-hmm. is 6'1", 210 in that oh, area. Yeah. So going up against Pitts, who's 6'6", possibly, London, who's 6'4", uh, and even Brian Edwards, who's 6'3", 215. Those are all bigger-bodied guys. Got to see right. more from Brian Edwards. So maybe Brian Edwards can exploit Troy Hill. So I'm going – secondary here of their secondary a little bit on our bigger bodied receivers because honestly i need more more from pitts i know everybody look i, I i've heard this talk 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 you you, you can't force feed pitts take what you no, get but you i'd can't. like to see more from i'd like to see london opening up and edwards getting a little bit more into the offense and finally getting some catches and we've stolen two once kind of really opening up you know more opportunities for some of these other guys and create the mismatches that we've that we've been salivating over the entire offseason with these big-bodied receivers. No, for sure. And I'm with you on Brian Edwards, too. I think he has to be much more of a factor because people are going to be paying attention to Cordell Patterson. Obviously, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, like you mentioned. Brian Edwards has got to be able to win his one-on-one matchups because I have to believe he's probably going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups, and he's got to be able to exploit those, and Marcus Mariota has to be able to find him. Now, obviously, Marcus Mariota is going through his reads. He's not going to force-feed anybody. Like you were talking about not force-feeding Kyle Pitts. He's not going to force-feed anybody. But Brian Edwards does, I believe, have to start to be a key component to this offense because with all the attention on those other three guys that I just mentioned, Brian Edwards has to be able to exploit whatever matchups he gets. And you were talking about who's going to be on Kyle Pitts and who's going to be on Drake London. I did see something about – I was reading Rams Wire earlier, and I did see something about Ernest Jones possibly covering Kyle Pitts, so that could be a matchup to watch out for. So maybe Ramsey does get on a Drake London because maybe Ernest Jones and Kyle Pitts is the matchup there. So that'll be something to look out for. But as far as my second matchup goes, I'm looking out for Bobby Wagner versus Cordero Patterson. Patterson obviously had a huge game in week one, had the touchdown, 120 rushing yards, I believe it was. So, Cordell Patterson looking to have another big game. Obviously, he's going to be heavily involved 
in the offense. Can Bobby Wagner stop him in the run game and in the pass game too because they can match up with each other when it comes to the passing game as well. So Bobby Wagner, you know, he's not the Bobby Wagner in Seattle anymore. He's a little bit older, maybe lost a step, still very good, but maybe not the same player he was. Cordell Patterson's a little older too, but obviously he's still got a lot of juice and a lot of gas, a lot of diesel gas left in the tank. Well, well so, it's funny that you bring up Cordell Patterson. And that's one of the things that we were talking about with Michael Duarte as well as he said, he goes, look, he goes, Sean McVay has, has pointed out that the guy they got to stop is absolutely Cordero Patterson. That's the guy they're looking at stopping. That's the guy they're honing in on. So that that's a really valid point of Wagner versus Cordero Patterson. And I think it's right. interesting that they're already paying that much attention and their game plan is circling on the guy. So that honestly should open up more. I expect to see Tyler Algier active this week because we know he wasn't, he wasn't active last week because of, of um, decisions with spe- special teams, matchups, etc. You need Avery Williams for special teams. He's your, one of your return guys. I absolutely expect with Damian Williams being kind of up in the air, I expect right. Algier to be active. And I think if that's the case, and Damian Williams is still a little bit banged up, you're definitely going to see more Algier, which will take some of the load off of Patterson, which we need to do a little bit. Much right. as I want the ball in his hands, I don't want him carrying the ball 22 times in a game. I just don't think, you know, he essentially touched the ball 25 times last week with, with catches. And um, and this guy had, you know, I mean, he had 135, 36 all-purpose yards. Right. So that – I just don't know if I need that much, uh, that many touches from him because I don't want him wearing down. But, you know, the only other thing I'll say matchup-wise, I know we're oh. getting close to um, getting our keys to the game here, but I'm really interested in see how A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward match up with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. Mm, yeah. Allen Robinson is a guy who, you know, obviously different team now. He, you know, he, he was in Chicago and Jacksonville and some of these, you know, some of the two games he played, uh, was was with was with those teams against the Falcons, but in two games, this guy's averaging 90 yards a game uh, in receiving. He's got a couple of touchdowns and like 13 receptions. This guy's getting chunk plays against in his career against the Falcons. And look, yep. I know it's different players, guys. But when you see that logo and you've had good games before, you know your your confidence goes up. You say, "Well, only 180 yards in two games." Yeah, 13 receptions, a couple of touchdowns, 90 yards, pretty good. That's Especially productivity being a, right there playing for the Bears and the Jaguars and coming some of the guys that the delivery systems that you've been getting with those mm-hmm. teams. So Allen Robinson is a guy who, you know, and, and then look, Cooper Cup only played once against the Falcons. That was that in that divisional playoff game in 17 and the Falcons, um, you know, he, they, they essentially shut him down. He only had six catches for 50 yards. So it wasn't a great day. Again, completely different defense. In fact, the only guy on that defense still on the defense still that will be active because um, obviously Debo won't be active, is Grady right. Jarrett. So a completely different team. But, yeah. again, you know, it's one of those deals where he's still a guy that we've got to worry about. So Terrell and Hayward really need them stepping up and kind of getting after it on on Sunday and, and trying to limit these guys because Cooper Cup, he was the only bright spot for the Rams on yeah. Thursday night against the Bills with his 13 catches. So, you know, that was the, that was the bright spot for them. So, you know, I, I need to see what those guys can do you know, and, and have a better game coming off a, a poor performance against the Saints in the fourth quarter. And, Bo, I'm going to give you and everybody a full disclaimer right here. I loved Cooper Cup's 
numbers and what he did Thursday night against the Buffalo Bills because, yes, Cooper Cup is on one of my fantasy teams. And um, yep. Guilty. Guilty. Me too. Yeah. So, Me too. I mean, look, I would much rather have an Atlanta Falcons win than a fantasy win. So I will sacrifice this week for Cooper Cup to have literally zero catches for zero yards. I will sacrifice that. And I'll sacrifice a fantasy win for the Atlanta Falcons win because that's more important. But I just wanted to put it out there. You know, I'm not – I don't have my heart in two places because it's Falcons first, then fantasy. But I just wanted to put it out there that that, that is a thing. So I feel better now that I got that off, that off my chest, bro. But as we move into our keys to the game, my first key is going to be the run game for both teams because – the Atlanta Falcons rushed for the fourth most yards at 200, I believe. It was 200, 201 from in week number one against the Saints. That was fourth most among the entire NFL. The Rams, not so good. They only rushed for 52 yards in week one versus the Bills. You can imagine that was the bottom half of the league. Very, very bottom half. So, can we have a repeat performance like that? Can we run the ball as well as we did in week one and week two, because if we can do that, control the tempo, you talked about the time of possession a couple episodes ago, or maybe it was last episode. Can we control the time of possession again? Because both, we were just talking about Cooper Cup, the way you slow down, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, and that Rams offense is you leave them off the daggum football field. How do you do that? You run the ball, control the ball, control time of possession. And if you can stop, the Rams run game, and that's how you keep them off the field too. Stop their run game and uh, don't let their offense get going. With their only 52 passing yards, uh, rushing yards, excuse me, last week, I think that's maybe a matchup we can exploit. We can have more rush yards than them. Uh, Cam Makers did not look very good. He didn't get very many touches. We'll see what Daryl Henderson Jr. does again in oh. week two. Yeah, they pretty much took him out of the. I mean, he he yeah. he was he was pretty much, and he it, it, with Cam, it's been an issue. It's funny because. You know, I write everything down on a notepad. I don't know if you can see this, uh, but it says, slow down Rams rushing attack was my third point. And can you see the first one there? What does it say? All caps. Yeah, you're muted. It uh, it says, all caps, stop Aaron Donald. It it maybe says stop Aaron Donald. I mean, maybe. It's hard to read. I mean, can you see? Can you see? (laughs) What does it say? Stop Aaron Donald. No, I'm um, just kidding. It's in all caps. You can't miss it. Stop Aaron Donald is definitely number one. But, but you know, one, I, one I'll get to, uh, so, so, you know, we have one of the same keys in the rushing attack for them. So, yeah. Because I think if you continue to limit them, you you played well against the – look, if you take away the four gadget plays that Taysom Hill ran, and I saw – I call them gadget plays because teams – you know, it's you basically wildcat football. That's a gadget play. I don't give a crap what he used to play or what he has been in his career. Taysom Hill's not a quarterback in this league. He's not lining up as a quarterback. He's playing tight end right now. And yeah. so when he goes into the when he goes under when he goes uh, and gets the shotgun snap, it's the freaking wildcat. All right. Play. So don't yep. give me any bull crap about oh uh, no, it's a gadget <laughs> play. And he had 81 yards off gadget plays. Take that away. The Falcons only give up 70 yards rushing to a pretty good rushing attack. I know that you, you, uh, uh, your boy Kamara was a little slowed down. With yep. a little bit of a rib injury, uh, but still, Mark Ingram's a capable running back, and that's not a terrible offensive line. So I think that's a good key by you because it was one of mine. I'm going to keep that. If you can keep the Rams one dimensional, you can yeah. maybe tee off a little bit on Matthew Stafford yeah. with the line that you talked about earlier with the matchups with some injuries. So 
that's something to me that there's to look at. I, Aaron Donald, stopping Aaron Donald. Look, you don't got to stop Aaron Donald, but slow him. How do you do that? I don't know. Do you run at him? That's what a lot of guys do, run at him. He's yeah. not a guy I want to run at, though, because he's too good there, too. Aaron Donald is a complete football player. It's why he is the best player in the league, most likely, especially on defense, but most likely overall. Slowing him down will open up so much. And so I'm looking at you, Lindstrom, you, Dalman, you, Elijah Wilkinson. I see you guys on the plane. Please don't watch this and and, 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 and be mad at me. Um, but <laughs> – I need more. I say that jokingly because you know they they, they don't we don't sit near each other. But um, but they uh, might want to sit near you if they hear this. <laughs> I don't think they'll be allowed. And, uh, but but sure, I'll, I'll talk with them. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> they might sure they might not want to talk. Well, they might try to pancake you, bro. I'm sure I'm not telling them anything that their coaches haven't said. Look, guys, no, we exactly have got right. to look. I, I can tell you that you know. Um, you know, uh, Dwayne Ledford and Mario uh, Jabarelli, or how you pronounce his name, have, have and, and Arthur and Dave Ragon himself have, have have brought this up. I mean, I don't think you play the Rams and go in there not thinking about Aaron Donald, but you know, if you can get some kind of run game established early, and then and then open up the passing game, and right. you can just kind of contain him, I expect Aaron Donald to have a sack. Um, but what I don't need is Aaron Donald having three sacks or exactly. a forced fumble um, right. or, or something along those lines. I expect him to go out there and have a sack. That's fine. Just limit the damage with Aaron Donald, right. and that'll allow maybe things to open up for you. And then another thing that comes into play when you talk about Aaron Donald and his ability to get in the backfield and just cause havoc and wreck play after play after play, the Falcons did not give up a sack in week one. That is one because of the solid offensive line play. And that is, two because of the elusiveness and the mobility of Marcus Mariota. And he's probably going to have to use his legs a lot in this game as well, too. Rush for 72 yards on 10 carries, I believe it was, in week one. So, Marcus Mariota, Aaron Donald might be chasing him a lot. And Marcus Mariota is going to have to find a way to get away again. And his legs will come in handy, I think, in week two. So, that's another thing to look out for. And then you talked about making the Rams one-dimensional. If the Falcons do that, I think they have some success against this Rams offensive line. Again, seven sacks given up in week one to the Buffalo Bills. There's, their offensive line is not that great. It's not the offensive line of this year. They have, it's not the offensive line of last year. It's not the offensive line they started with in week one because of some injuries. So the Falcons have to take advantage of that. They got a busted up offensive line that already give up, gave up seven sacks in week one. Take advantage of that. Make them more dimensional, and I think you can tee off on Matthew Stafford. But both. It is that portion of Peachtree Football, and to make sure you download and follow Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. I got one. I got one. Oh, you got one more key? My bad. One more key. Limit you. Go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to get to this because this is actually the one that I was really excited about when I was looking. Not excited about, but the one I think that people, um, you know, I I don't like to be cliche with these things, right? Uh I think it's easy. You you can say the same thing every week. Well, they got to run the ball, protect the ball, and um, limit big plays on the other side of the field. And you can say that every week. Those are the keys to the game. But to me, offensive and defensive red zone efficiency. We talked about this, I think. I talked about this somewhere with someone. I thought it was with you. But that's my other key. You know, you cannot go in there and just kick field goals, all right? Need that. But also, on the other hand, you can't give up 100%. On the other side, they gave up. I think the the Saints were three for three in the red zone with touchdowns. Mm. I, I I that I that can't that. be it. 
I think the Falcons were at 50%. You've got to be at a minimum of like, you know, somewhere around that 70% range at least to have a chance to win this game. Because if you allow the Rams to do what you allow the Saints to do in the red zone, it's going to be a bad day. So both sides of the ball, I need both sides of the ball to be better in the red zone. It's extremely important for me to have both sides better in the red zone. That's what I need. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and to me, it's it's just it 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 is the growth of the team on both sides. The young players growing; they're going to get better in these areas. But I need it quickly now. After the hole you dug last week by by giving up that, now I now I need you to grow up ASAP. And look, it's silly to think that the Rams aren't going to move the ball. They're going to move the ball. I mean, they're too good not to move the ball. You got Cooper Cup, you got Allen Robinson. You have they have weapons, so. It's silly to think that the Rams aren't going to move the ball. They're going to move the ball. So this is going to be a week where you have to be a bend but don't break defense. You let them get down the red zone, like you said, don't let them go three for three or four for four or however many trips they have in the red zone. Do not them have do not let them have 100% when it comes to getting touchdowns in the red zone. Force them to kick field goals. And then, like you said, on your side, you got to score a touchdown. So, no, that is a great key by you. I 100% agree. You have to flip what happened in week one. Make them kick field goals while you score touchdowns. But, Bo, let's go ahead, and it's our favorite time of the episode. Score predictions. Bo, what you got? Yeah, I, you know, this is a tough one for me. Um, right. But I, 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 you, I think it's going to be a better game than people realize. I think this. I think the Falcons are going to cover. Um because I think oh, at one, one point right. I saw it at 11 or 11 and a half. I think it was down to 10 or 10 and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I'll have to double check the spread. But, you know, I, I think I think people are – it's still early in the season. The Falcons aren't off. It's now currently at 10 points according to um, the spread I'm looking at. So, I think it's going to be uh, 31-23 Rams. I think they win – uh, I don't, I'm not, I told you guys, I'm not going to, I am a homer in a lot of ways, but I'm not going to just sit here and pick the Falcons every week as a homer. I thought the Falcons could win last week. Falcons, as it turns out, should have won. Um, yep. But I do believe they'll cover the spread. I think 31-23 Falcons lose. Um, one that gets away a little late at the end. Uh, and it's a tighter one than people realize. Falcons cover, but they, they, they come up short. Um, we're going to have to go to Seattle 0-2 looking for a big win uh, against the, the the Seahawks. I am going to pick the Falcons, and I, I have no shame. So I, 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 hope, I hope you're right, by the way. I hope I'm wrong. I, I'm not yeah, wrong no, a lot. I, I tell you. people, but I love it when I am sometimes. This is one of those times. Right, exactly. So I'm going to go Falcons 24, Los Angeles Rams 21. Bo, I think something we talked about is going to come to fruition. I think we are able to make – the Los Angeles Rams, one-dimensional. I don't think they get a running game going. And with that, I think we're able to tee off on Matthew Stafford a little bit. We throw him off his rhythm. I say he throws us the ball one time. We get an interception, and we make some things happen, get some things done. Red zone efficiency is a little better. Give me 24-21 Atlanta Falcons, 1-1. One and one. We still start the season maybe how we thought at 1-1. One and one. It's just we lost a game that we should have won, and we win a game that a lot of people – even myself at the beginning thought we shouldn't win or probably wouldn't win. So let me tell you something. 
Uh-huh. If you're right and the Falcon the Falcons might turn the NFL world upside on its head. They will turn Man. it on its head because you know, everyone's expecting the Rams to make the rematch. This I can't yeah. remember. I we talked about this today. I, I think this might be the first team. This this would be the first Super Bowl champion to go into since um since I think the Cowboys yeah, when Emmitt yeah. Smith had out in the early nineties. I think I have to double check, but that's I love it, man. I love what you're going with. The Falcons have won five out of the last six matchups versus the Rams. Granted, the Rams won the last one, the very last one. That was when Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey actually made his Rams debut against the Atlanta Falcons. And then they won that game, I think it was 37 to 10 or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't very pretty. Anywho, I think that changes. I think we keep our overall good record against the Rams. And I think we make it six out of seven. 24, 21, I think is the final score. Bo gave you his, what'd you say? 31, 23, Bo? Yeah, 31, 23 Rams. I'm I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I love being wrong. Please be wrong. <laughs> well, you heard it here first on Peace Street Football. And, Bo, before we sign out, too, you're, you're going to be traveling a little bit um, in these next couple of days. You're having to go to L.A. You're going to L.A. tomorrow, and then you're staying with the team to Seattle. So, safe travels, man. I mean, are you excited? You're heading out to the West Coast. I mean, are you going to get your hand printed? Are you going to get a star? Like, what, what's going on? Because I know you're pretty famous. Yeah, right. I'm infamous. Uh, I'm gonna go see my TNZ headquarters. <laughs> no, I'm gonna probably gonna. Well, you know, we're, we're flying first thing in the morning. Um, and I gotta be uh, our plane. Uh, it's gonna be early. I gotta be airport way early. So, um, mm. uh, probably gonna try to sleep on the plane and then uh, watch yeah. some. Just honestly, get to the room and watch some football, college football. I'm a. I'm a. There you go. It's a problem with traveling during football seasons. You just want to watch football. So we'll probably try to find a nice little sports bar to. To get multiple games on uh, tomorrow afternoon, LA obviously LA time tomorrow afternoon, and um, you know watch watch what's going on, and then uh, you know getting to Seattle uh, got something special for you guys. I get to talk about on Wednesday from there. there that I think it's going to happen on Tuesday. Get to be a part of, uh, but I'll be doing Dukes and Bell and this podcast from my hotel room, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, getting out after that. Those things are off because it'll still be daylight out there, and trying to you know walk around and see what's up and. Um, maybe hit a few spots up. I'm gonna take a bottle of W sauce with me uh, because I don't leave home without it. No, nope. and um, <laughs> and uh, just you know, just kind of take it in. It's, it's business, man. That's the thing, you know. Uh, and I'm not. This is not a lecture of you, but you know, it's one of those deals no. where people always yeah. ask me these things. I'm like, dude, this is a business trip. What do you mean? You don't get. I said, yeah. dude, I've most of the, now. This is a special occasion, so I'm excited to get, actually stay somewhere for more than a day. Right, uh, right, but, right. But, but also, it creates a lot. I've had to do a lot to prepare for this trip. So uh, I just literally got home from the gym, cut my grass, and ran in here to do this podcast because I'll be gone for for a yeah. while. But um, but yeah, it, it's a business trip in, in the sense in the in the sense of it. So uh, there'll be a lot of things that I have to take care of today before I leave, and then during the week I'm gonna be working. I'll be working next Saturday. Um, I'll be doing. Me and Chris will be on the air nine two nine doing our show. Um, and then you and I are gonna do this. What three days a week next week? Yes, like sir. We all, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like ever. So it's it's just gonna be busy, uh, but I'm gonna try to get some sights in here and there. Squid Billy, the most busiest man in show business. I mean, yeah, you yeah. said it. You said it himself. He said it himself. It's a business trip. He's working on the road. I mean, the man doesn't stop. So shout out to Bo Morgan for uh, hanging, rocking with us on even on the road, and he's not gonna miss a beat. So thank you to Bo Morgan. And as always, thank you to you all for listening. This has been Peace Street Football, and 
next time we talk to you, we'll hopefully be talking about a Falcons win. It will be tough, though, as they travel to L.A. to SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Once again, make sure you follow Peachtree Football. Download Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. Until we talk to you guys next time, keep it be easy and uh, go Falcons. For Bo Morgan, this is Dylan Matthews, and you've been tuned in to Peachtree Football. Thank you for listening. Rise up. Rise up. Oh, 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 oh.